Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Elite Team Leadership Podcast. Today's special guest is Toby Morrison from CFS Health. And I was super excited to have him on the show because Toby focuses on individuals overcoming chronic fatigue syndrome and the like. And really, um, he's helping hundreds and thousands of people with this illness across the world now. Um, with his programs in 28 countries across the world um, and really doing some amazing things. So I was super excited to have him on. We really start the whole episode um, and I might just actually point out that he actually did this. We did this while I was here in Melbourne, Australia and he was actually in France and Europe. So it was cool to get him on the show all the way across the other side of the world and we really had a good chat and particularly starting off with his own experience with the illness, which struck him down uh, in his later teenage years, about 16 years old, and he battled with it for four years before finally overcoming it. And he's gone on to apply similar principles to helping individuals all across the globe um, overcome these health issues. So I was super excited to have him on. Guys, I reckon you'll get a lot out of this. And make sure if you have some friends out there or family members who maybe suffer from uh, this illness to you know tune into this episode and check uh, Toby's stuff out. So guys, sit back and enjoy episode 18 with Toby Morrison. Welcome to Elite Team Leadership. Today I'm super excited to have Toby Morrison as the guest on the show, founding director of CFS Health um, with an online recovery program going worldwide. And um, we have Toby online today actually from Europe. Um, and so welcome, Toby. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. Appreciate coming on, mate. Now, Toby, I really just want to start um, with a real background about yourself and um, and what you're doing now and where you come from because you specialise in obviously working with people um, suffering from chronic fatigue um, and you actually suffer that from yourself. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, before, before my life uh, kind of got swept under the uh, carpet, um, I was a basketball player as a junior uh, and, you know, just your typical average kid, just training really hard, all that really mattered was sport, um, you know, school school exams were the last thing on my mind and, um, you know, it was more about, you know, what, what I can do on, on, the, on the court and, and kind of mucking around with friends and then eventually um, I got diagnosed with glandular fever, which was when I was 16, so that's going on 11 years now. Um, and it's pretty common in you know in the teenage kind of years where most people you know even even get a post viral syndrome or um, glandular fever and from there I just kept pushing myself from overtraining and the combination um, you know hit me at once and, and eventually um, you know I just yeah, just couldn't function so my body just kind of broke down and eventually was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and then from there it was a bit of a, a four year journey uh, if you like of ups and downs and specialists and lots of blood tests and uh, the unknown and and, um, and then eventually um, slowly improving from there and and that kind of sparked my I guess passion for for helping other people who were going through such a difficult time on their own yeah absolutely now 
Toby, for people out there who don't know exactly what chronic fatigue um, is, give me a um, description of what it actually was like during those four years and, and, and like were you you're bedridden or how many hours were you sleeping, all those sorts of things? Yeah, it's, it's hard to explain to, to most people because, you, you know, I mean, chronic fatigue just sounds like, oh, you're just tired, you know, like if you sleep it off, you'll be fine. Um, with chronic fatigue syndrome, it's... It, it's it's like it's I mean for the people who have been drunk before and being have been hungover, it's kind of like having a hangover times ten but lasting for for months and years on end. Yeah, um, it doesn't kind of go away. So it's kind of common that when most people recover, um, they don't usually jeopardize their body or, or you know uh, abuse it too much because you know they've had those feelings without using using those things to make them feel bad. So. Uh, you know, another term that I use sometimes with clients is that it's like that. It's like twenty-four-seven jet lag. Um, you just constantly feel crap. So, you know, flu-like symptoms, swollen glands, swollen lymph nodes, um, sore throat. You know, dizziness, uh, loss of appetite, digestive problems, um, deconditioning is a big problem because you're obviously inactive and you're, and, you know you're sleeping a lot. Uh, exhaustion, brain fog, concentration uh, problems, memory loss. Yeah, I think there's like there's over a hundred symptoms that you could list, but it's it's different for each person and individual. Um, but you know, really, it's just a, it's a neurological illness that affects the whole body, and and secondarily affects your your mental state because you're obviously if you're not not in a good way, then uh, or if you're not living that life to the fullest or being able to do what you once were able to do, it's obviously going to affect how you feel um, physically and emotionally. So there's usually a bit of a misconception that. The, you know, CFS is just depression, um, and that's not to mock depression either, because you know, um, mental health is is just as important as a broken bone, really. So um, uh, it, it's it's in it's in the category of neurological diseases, and um, you know, uh, there's different names for it: ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, and um, SEID, which is a new one, which is systematic exertion, exertional uh, intolerance disease. Um, which pretty much means if you if you overdo it, you usually pay for it. Yeah. So, with, with yourself in particular, um, when did you realise that you were you know something was really wrong, and and you realised there was something more than just being worn out from overtraining or along those lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I wish. I mean, the school that I went to was. I mean, back then, and probably even the same as you, is that you know there wasn't much education on really smart training and um, how to look after your body and uh, when to rest and you know yeah. nutrition and all those things yeah um, <laughs> I wish I knew back then what, what to do. <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't have ended up in such a bad situation you know you know you just don't think about it. You, you know kids you just drink coke coca cola you know you, you eat as much crap as you want and you get away with it you know you can you can still be fit and eat crap um, when you're young yeah, um, it just catches up with you eventually if your body can't handle it. Um, for me, I didn't know for the first six months. I honestly thought I just had a cold and flu. So in in my head, I'd I'd take two days off a week from school, and then I'd play basketball all weekend. My different sporting clubs I used to have three games a week, week, and um, yeah, and then yeah, it was just my body just started shutting down. But I just you know just kept going. Well, you know, I can't stop. And I think I had a huge tournament coming up, and eventually. It was just one game, and I just felt so crap that whole day. But I was like, I have to play, and you know, I got on the court, and I just remember running, and my body just went. It felt like it was going backwards. It was so scary. It just felt like it just completely shut down. 
And um, you know, I went, I went. I think I went to shoot at basketball and I shot an air ball, and that's that's not like me. Obviously, if I'm playing basketball every day, you should be hitting your shots. And um, yeah, got subbed off, and that night I went home, had a cracking headache, and um, just felt like absolute shit if I can swear. And uh, and then yeah, I woke up the next morning and opened my eyes and went to get out of bed and um, well, mentally get out of bed and physically my body just wouldn't move. And that was the day that I kind of uh, knew something was was seriously wrong um but looking back you know if uh, it's not wrong the body just does what it does to to um cope and and try and um you know protect really um against whatever's going on inside you yeah yeah and so from that point and you sort of realized that you then what did you sort of consult um obviously your local gp and those sorts of things or and then and then realize there's a lack of um, awareness out there about what you had? Yeah, uh, you know, there, there was a fair bit of awareness. It was, it was okay, it wasn't bad. It was just the fact that there's no cure. So there's no pill that you can take to get better from this kind of um, illness, you know, like any chronic illness. It's a, it's kind of like a multifaceted thing. So, you know, I got I got fed a crap load of uh, antibiotics and, you know, just the typical way that a doctor would go. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, the first six to 12 months were really hard. And then I ended up going to um, Olympic Olympic Park and um, seeing a specialist there. And he was the one that actually diagnosed me with it. Um, but he said, you know, he, he goes, oh, you know, just rest and sleep well and eat well. And, you know, there wasn't really much guidance and specific help. So we went on a bit of a quest, you know, and tried to find the best doctors. And we tried lots of different things, um, you know, I tried some wacky doctors. I tried, I saw one guy for 20 sessions and, um, you know, in those sessions, he'd just do some of the weirdest things. Uh, and he was world-renowned. People would travel all around the world for him. But, you know, I think one session, he, he made me lie on my um, tummy and um, he would tap on my back and he'd make me hum, hum happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, just, just some weird stuff. But, you know, it was just fun. But looking back, like, most people would um, hold a grunt and go, oh, you know, it was a waste of time and money. But... At the time, it was probably at that time, it was the only thing that was keeping me going was just that, like, maybe that hope that maybe this guy will be able to help me. Yeah. Um, even even though nothing changed, it was just the fact that I had that hope to, to keep going. Yeah, so I guess at that point, you were just really searching for, you know, anything that could pull you out of the hole you were in, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a big journey and... and up until that point, you know, I'd tried so many things and uh, with, him, with him especially, especially after the 20th session when he said that, you know, uh, your rating's five out of five or whatever whatever his system was and he said, you're fine now, you can go and do whatever you want. And so that day, um, you know, I thought, well, you know, I haven't had run in like three years, um, which is just foreign to me. So I was like, I really want to go for a run. So I put on my joggers and went for a jog and, you know, lasted a couple of minutes and then pretty much you know, fell in a heap and was, was, was bedridden for a week. So um, that hole that I got into was actually the hole that made me realise that I had to actually take control of my my own recovery and do what I could do to help myself. Yeah, for sure. And through this whole time, I guess you, you got it when you were 16 years old. So how did you manage, I guess, high school and everything else that's going on during that time? Uh, yeah, it was just, again, man, it was just survival mode. Like, I think I won the award for most missed days at school. Um, you know, in, in year 12, uh, it was 
especially year 12 was a real battle I, I just passed I didn't study one hour I think I got an inter score of like 33 out of 100 um, which was like a celebration almost because it was like well, you know I'm glad I just got through that yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't like oh you know I wish I got a better inter score it was like oh, I'm glad I just got through that and um, was yeah, just was able to do it really did you ever think of like obviously doing it again or did you just think it's going to continue to push through as you're going? Uh, I wasn't really an academic anyway so I think even if I was healthy I probably wouldn't have even gone to school to be honest. I would have left probably when I was 15 or 16. Yep. Um, I didn't really enjoy it. I only yep. enjoyed it for the sport. Um, you know, So it was more of a fact that it kind of kept me going and got me out of bed uh, even though I'd only go in for an hour. Um, but yeah, it was just survival mode, and um, you know, a lot of teachers said do it over three years and all that kind of thing. But um, you know, kind of something inside me said just just try and get it done in one. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, Tom, I want to go forward a bit. So you've after you you've overcome um, your illness, uh, well, definitely on the way out, and and um, and lot better condition. Um, you basically founded um, the CFS Health, um, or basically health centre you've got now running here in Melbourne um, and, and online uh, around the globe. Um, tell me where that sort of came from and was that just from your inspiration to help others and, and, and what you're doing now with that? Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest gap in my life was that there was no real practical help and, you know, you'd go to doctor by doctor and the same thing, they just didn't have the time. And they didn't have the understanding and expertise to say, okay, you should do this, this, and this in a specific way. So as I got better, I kind of saw a huge gap in the world that needed filling, which was, um, you know, specific practical help uh, on improving your your health and condition. So uh, I kind of went on a quest and, you know, I had to do my apprenticeship, obviously, and, you know, I went to hospitals and, uh, you know, went to university for a little while and, and studied a lot and, and then eventually got into the health and fitness industry and, you know, learned, learned the ropes, so to speak, and, and did my kind of um, duties there and then, you know, I was just training the general population on different health topics and then eventually, um, you know, by chance I got my first CFS client who uh, was like a next door neighbor's friend who had heard I'd recovered and said maybe I could point him in the right direction. Um, and from there, I took that took that guy, um, who actually is now one of my staff members. But um, back then, it was probably five, six, six when was it? Yeah, six, seven years ago now. And um, you know, yeah, the guy was just completely wiped out. He, you know, similar to me, he was a he was an athlete and um, couldn't yeah, just went from everything to nothing and could barely kind of stay awake and he was just completely gone and so you know, over 12 weeks we worked together and you know I got him into a good routine and his sleeping patterns were better got him into a good nutritional plan um, restorative movement rebuilding and reconditioning his body over time um, and then working on his mindset and kind of um, putting things into perspective so to speak and um, within 12 weeks he went from you know walking a couple of minutes to, to being able to run run again and then he ended up competing in Europe and um, you know, winning. So winning through his, I think, eight hundred meter runner. So, well, wow. I don't know that that yeah, that kind of just gave back then. That was just like wow, like this, yeah. this actually works. Yeah. And um, and then yeah, I kind of had the I pretty much quit my job within the next couple of weeks, <laughs> and then started just like literally just helping anyone I could. 
yeah. and, and you know it was uh, yeah I don't know it was just, uh, I just had this crazy burning passion to it was almost like save the world um, you know like in my head because there was so many people out there who were just so lost yeah. um, and it was great you know I had, I had fantastic clients and you know mums would bring in their daughters who, who were sick and I remember one mum said you know it's so nice for me not to be the responsible person for once it's like you know I can just be the mum and you can be the, the person who helps her with her health and yeah. it was kind of spot on at the time because yeah it's just it's one of those illnesses that it's so consuming it's just so it, you know it can become so consuming and so um, my job my job I saw at the time was to fill that um, gap in, in the world that was missing which was um, you know direct practical help which which really is the only thing that is needed of course support and understanding is important but I was more about alright let's go from A to B yeah for sure for sure so Toby, say I was a person who was suffering from chronic fatigue, and I obviously found you online. What? Um, how does it sort of work with uh, with you and your uh, and your organisation in terms of um, helping the people? Do they sort of uh, email you about their condition, and, and then you discuss with them, or how does it sort of all work? Yeah, so it's progressed, and like, I probably I forgot to finish that um, last question, which we'll answer this one as well. Um, it's kind of progressed over the years. So obviously, it was just me for a long time, just coaching one-on-one people, um, and you know that was limited hours. Within within a year or two, um, you know, I was practically booked out. I was doing like six days a week. I was working way too much. I was doing like sixty to eighty appointments a week. Um, and uh, whilst it was great, it was also taking a toll on myself. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, you know, I just couldn't couldn't handle the load and the amount of people. And because I give a shit and care, um, you know, the the empathy's inside me. Um, you know, you just have that kind of that, that giving nature, and you want to help as many people as you can. So, you know, I was on the phone till eleven p.m. at night, just like mentoring people, and then I'd get up at six and do emails and. Um, you know, and so eventually, what happened was um, I kind of burnt out. Uh, well, it was almost two years ago now, and um, took a break, took a forced break, and so I went up to Byron Bay, which is one of my favourite places to to relax. And um, I was just trying to come up with ways, like how how can I help more people? Because this isn't working. Like I'm helping sixty people, seventy people at the time, and that's great. But it's not for me. It wasn't enough, and I knew there could be more done. And so I actually went and set up my own kind of little uh, online product, so to speak, where people could just uh, you know pay a fee and they'd get um, access to videos and tutorials and, and you know a bit of material. And it was it was good, um, but it wasn't really it wasn't direct and it wasn't it wasn't really like that step by step approach that people need. And um, you know I spent a lot of money developing that in time, and um, and so it was kind of a bit of a loss. But what happened from that was. Now the realization that I needed something more, and so when I went away, I kind of came up with the idea of like, all right, well, you know, I need to come up with like a step-by-step approach and program that people would follow. And one of my good friends, uh, family friends, actually, was running an online program at the time in a different kind of health field, and so I called him, I'm literally in tears because I just felt like it was just slip, you know, my dream was slipping away from me because I just couldn't handle everything. Um, and uh, and so I said, hey, do you, do, you think, do you think you could help me set up an online program for people with chronic fatigue syndrome? It's never been done before, but you know, what what do you think? And he was like the first person, like, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we, we we both really didn't know the amount of work that was involved in developing it. Um, I think he probably did a little bit, but I was pretty naive. I just thought, oh, it's as easy 
years setting up a website and shooting a couple of videos. But um, you know, looking back, we're still we're still working up until this day to make it the best it is. And um, you know, now we're in 28 countries. Um, you know, helping helping hundreds and hundreds of people, or thousands now. And um, you know, and that's that's with our health center in Melbourne and also our one program. Um, and you know, it's. It's it's one thing to help people get better, but it's also about bringing people together as well and making them feel um, that they're like that they're not the only ones and realizing that and that's a super important aspect of of what we do, um, you know, and really giving them the help and the guidance to take their own help into their own hands and, and do what they can to improve it, uh, and whether that's five percent, ten percent, twenty percent, or a hundred percent, all that matters is they're moving forwards in the right direction. So. Uh, to answer that question, you know, now, um, you know, the, back in the day, it was as simple as a phone call, like, let's have a chat and, you know, we'll go from there. But now, um, there's a certain uh, criteria and application that they have to go through to make sure that they're ready and that they know what they're doing and, and they have to watch a, a few set videos and a bit of a documentary on how the program works and, you know, how we help people. And then from there, um, you know, we decide whether or not they're a good fit for the program and, and whether they need one-on-one help. Or, or they can follow the online program at their own pace. Yeah, absolutely. And with, with your time, do you obviously base yourself out down here in Melbourne most of the time, or do you? And obviously, you go abroad as well a fair bit. So this sort of program allows you um, to meet and greet different clients from around the globe. Yeah, so I'm currently in France at the moment, um, helping a client out who is actually a swimmer, and uh, he's, he's going incredibly well now. Um, and it's not a surprise because he's starting to do the work, and you know he's getting into a good routine. He's getting the right help, and he's just he's kind of ready now. And so yeah, so you know I, sometimes I fly around um, for one-on-one clients, inpatient programs for you know for people who who you know have the luxury to be able to do that. Um, and you know our, our biggest our biggest help is the online program because it's so instant and accessible. So that's our main focus. Um, you know, we usually we usually allow ten spots per week to be taken in uh, on a yearly basis, and and that way we can we can regulate the numbers and, and make sure we're, we're helping the right people. Um, with me, I do a little bit of consulting. I don't do as much coaching as I used to, purely just because of the the, uh, the large numbers and how many people we've got going. So my job's really to spread the word, um, give as much value as possible to the community. Um, you know, and and you know, I spend a little bit of time kind of doing some consulting and breakthrough kind of work um, with people because it's not just about chronic fatigue syndrome at the end of the day; it's about life, and um, that's what I'm finding more and more is that you know we've all got issues, and you know uh, we can we can either bury them and pretend that they're not there, or we can go kind of deep and go through it and, and um, move beyond it, and you know listen to what's really what, what we really need inside us you know because on the outside we usually think you know we need this we need that but really that's just a story we've created it's not actually what we truly need so um so yeah but i'm actually thinking of taking a break because i actually haven't I actually haven't had a i actually haven't had a, a a day where i haven't like actually worked um in some kind of form whether it's email or phone call or videos um for a long time so i'm thinking of, which is which is kind of hard for me to step back because it's practically my my girlfriend yeah um, my baby so um yeah so so i'll probably take a break soon um i'm coming back from france soon and uh i'm thinking about traveling around australia which would be pretty nice uh, i think i'll go back to the simple way of life and grab a tent and a fishing rod and a surfboard and 
a barbecue and you know uh, live the live the Aussie dream for a while. Yeah, that sounds sounds pretty <laughs> the good. The good thing is I can work from anywhere, you know. So like you know, every day I do a daily email and yeah, you know, I, I do Skype consults. So you know, uh, just means my clients get a nice background of, of Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, Toby, for people out there who are just obviously um, in a healthy way now, what are sort of three key things yeah. you would recommend the average person to um, maintain to help prevent getting into a point of um, getting you know, getting chronic fatigue? Prevention is really good. You know, we haven't really focused much on that because there's so many people who are in it, not not about yeah. to get it, but. You know, I mean, that's a really good point. Maybe, maybe we, we will do a bit more work on the prevention side of things because it, it, uh, I, I believe it is preventable to a degree. I think, you know, the, I think we get, we're becoming more health conscious, which is good, but we're also working ridiculous hours and we're, we're probably the most stressed out we've ever been on this planet. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that leads to a lot of illness. You know, I mean, I know it does, but I don't think um, it's one of the biggest stats in the world right now. Um, so I think the way we live is probably not not great, and I think that that's probably the first thing that we all need to look at in our lives. And I and I think you know I've I've been correcting that over the last kind of um, few years. You know, once I recovered, I went. You know, I had a passion, so I had to fill it. And that, with that passion, I kind of neglected everything else in my life, but but helping people and. Um, the first thing is you, you, you do, you need to help yourself. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't help others at the same time too. It just means you have to have that fine balance. Um, and I think that's something that we all kind of wrestle with in life and that's what I've noticed, especially with um, people in their 30s and 40s. They get to that point where, you know, they figure out what's important to them, what they want to do, um, what they value most, um, you know, because, uh, yeah, I think I think people get caught up in the rat race and they think that, you know they've got to do this and they've got to do that when really that's just a story they're, they're saying because that's what society says so one of the biggest uh, preventions is just listening to within and actually uh, following the right path for you and uh, not mummy or daddy's or not not um not what you know uh the the 21st century kind of says you should do yeah shouldn't shouldn't uh, if you're saying should or shouldn't then then you know, there's something wrong. You yeah. should do this. You should do that. You know, that's not that's not really like you know, it's not intrinsic. That's external. So, um, yeah, my, my my three suggestions would be listen listen to yourself, and maybe maybe even you know scan it and see if it's true what you're saying to yourself and whether or not it's really what you what you need and what you want to do. Second thing is obviously a healthy lifestyle. That's really important as well. Um, you know the nutrition, sleep. Sleep is like I wrote on one of my posts the other day that sleep is like magic. Is the magic pill, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I wish we could buy it in a bottle." And you know, I mean, yeah, sleep is just so vital because it just restores the body completely. So a lot of us are sleep deprived, and uh, we, we we tend to push past what we, you know, I mean, it's just nuts. Like when when the sun goes down, we should be going to bed, but we stay up for another ten hours or eight hours on the computer. Um, and then we wake up super early and do the same thing. So, um, you know, it comes back down to what, what, what's, the, what's your body saying? What's, what does your body need? So, obviously, feeding it really well, um, you know, and forgetting about the fad diets and all that kind of stuff. Just eat what your body needs, um, you, know, you know, in proportion, obviously, and, and making sure it's whole foods. Um, you know, stay away from from <laughs> the fast foods like Mac, 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 McDonald's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and yeah, just kind of, you know, your body's your vessel. So like, just, just kind of give it what it, give it what it needs to feel the best it can. And, you know, I think, um, one of the things as well is, is pushing yourself beyond your limits all the time. I think we forget that, you know, there's seasons in the year. So there's, you know, summer, um, winter, autumn and spring and, you're training, you're, I mean, not just physical overload, but mental overload as well. And I think, you know, uh, we're such, you know, high achieving, like, get, get, do this now, do this now, that we forget that, you know, there's seasons and, you know, there's when what comes up must come down, you know. So if you look at it like an athlete, they, they have off season, on season, and even those guys, they're still trying to correct and get it right because a lot of their players, you know, either get injured or burnt out because they're doing too much. Um, so it's just important to, yeah, look at life in, in a kind of a season way and go, okay, well, you know, I worked really hard here, so maybe I should have a break here. And so I think, what can I get out of this? What, what, what more can I get out of me? So you've depleted, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah, I'm, it probably hurts to hear it because a lot of people probably listening going, oh, shit, that's me. Like, you know, I'm always doing that and I'm feeling empty and tired and um, not satisfied. Um, so I can only I can only say this stuff because I've been through it. So yeah, I can't you know I can only I can only speak from my experience. I can't you know nothing, yeah. there's no wrong or right. It just is. So you know um, everyone will be on a different journey, and um, you know everyone's journey is at a different time. So you might have you know four years where you go super super hard, and then you might go okay I need a bit of a rest now. I need to listen to my body. Um, other people just you know are very consistent and they and they, they tend to not have too many highs but they don't have too many lows either and they just like to kind of you know stay in that middle playing field which is absolutely fine too um, you know uh, so it's about figuring out what works for you and what's right for you because we're all so different yeah absolutely um, coming towards the end of the uh, interview now uh, Toby and I really um, appreciate you coming on and it's awesome to have you here just got a final few questions for you um, for all the listeners out there if you could recommend three books um, that j- for people to obviously uh, go, go ahead and grab a hold of um, that could really improve themselves in obviously health and wellness and obviously um, in your area of expertise chronic fatigue um, what are the three books that you would recommend uh, well, the first one's my own, which is Chronic <laughs> Fatigue Syndrome, The Guide to Recovery. Yep. So I'll just give that a plug. No, but, uh, I'm not, uh, but if, if you are struggling with Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, you know, it's a good book. To, it's an easy book to read. Yep. It literally will take you a few days, especially if you are sick in bed. Um, so what was it called? Guidance so, Inspiration. So, say that again, Tom. Uh, chronic, was... chronic, chronic Fatigue Syndrome, A Guide to Recovery. Fantastic. Yep. Um, so that's one, but you know, but me personally, I've been reading lots of books lately. Probably too many. Um, let me get. Let me have a quick look. I'm actually. I, I bring these books with me everywhere because <laughs> I love. I kind of. I love learning and like you know hearing other people's stories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, every guest, um, every guest we have on, we ask the same question. So it's interesting watching people's uh, responses. They usually do scramble around trying to find out what book they're reading latest. <laughs> factor which is about figuring out you know what's your highest values and um you know are you living in line with them really yeah um, big fan yeah, of so that's kind of been interesting which, which i agree with uh one, another one oh there's yeah two other really good ones that i've read um the biology of belief which is by bruce lipton uh which talks about um you know 
he's saying that with genes, you know, we, we all say, oh, we've got bad genes and, you know, we can't do this because of my mum and dad and all that kind of stuff. But he's actually saying that your beliefs can actually change your genes and your chemistry in your body, which I believe. Uh, and science is saying to back that. So his book's kind of pretty interesting. And um, probably the biggest eye-opener for me lately has been Loving What Is by Byron Katie. And it was referred by... A, uh, a guy from America who's called Garrett J. White, and uh, he's—I mean—he he helps uh, pretty much males who have kind of got everything in life but are still unsatisfied, and um, he runs like a retreat in uh, in America. And I think he, he's a great guy, especially for those middle-aged guys who are either burnt out or just unsatisfied with whether it's marriage or their business or their you know just their body and stuff. So loving what is by Barney Katie, and it's. Uh, it's about questioning the thoughts you know, in your mind, so um, it's it's pretty it's very simple, but it's it's probably the most profound thing I've actually come across in a long time. It actually it just makes so much sense. <laughs> so you know, and, and the, so she's she's really talking about um, being mindful of uh, reality. So it's not it's not so much positive thinking or you know like trying to you convince your mind that everything's going to be great, but it's more about asking the question. Um, is your thought true? So we usually have doubts in our mind, and you know we have all we we always tell ourselves these stories every single day, like oh today's gonna be a bad day, and oh this person doesn't like me, and um, and this person should do that. And when we start saying those kind of things, it causes us the stress because it's it's out of our control. So it's really she, she's great in that. So it's four questions: Is this uh, what is my stressful thought? Is this true? Is this entirely true? And, and then um, who would I be without this thought? <laughs> just, yeah. You just laugh at the end of it because it's just like shit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's interesting. So, yeah, if you're, if you're at that level and you're kind of, um, you know, ready for that next level of consciousness, then uh, that book's pretty interesting. So get on it. Definitely. No, some good, uh, good tips there for the books. Um, mm. Now, final question. If you if you were leaving this earth and you had all the material you've ever created is gone and there's nothing else left behind um, that you can leave behind except for three key pieces of advice to all um, of the, across the globe, you have three three key pieces of advice of your know, health and just general living. What would they be? We're talking on a physical term. We're talking. What are we talking? Anything? Just anything. Just if you had three keys of life to live a successful and you know great life, what would you? What were the three key things you would say? First thing is get close with your family. You know, like I just think I think connection is just so important, and uh, you know, whilst it's important to achieve and strive and, and and go for your goals and all that kind of stuff, which is great. Um, you know, the simple things of just being close with your family and being able to connect uh, is, is for me, what is success anyway. Um, second thing is, uh, you know, just, yeah, just listen, listen to the voice inside, listen to your body, listen to what's going on inside rather than the outside world. Um, follow, follow, your, follow your steps. I think as a teenager, I found it really hard, difficult to not, to, to wonder what I was going to do when I was older. And my mum used to be worried. She goes, she, she she said to me recently, she says, you know, I was really worried about you in, in school because I just thought you were going to equate to nothing because you're just, you, you, you're just so oblivious to everything on the outside. All you cared about was basketball and you're so selfish and, and 
self-centered and and she was right but um it wasn't until i found you know my own steps that i was like all right i'm gonna go for this um and uh, you know from the blessings of my parents they kind of just said you know I mean, I didn't really have much to lose anyway because I wasn't much of an academic. But uh, I just, you know, I just followed followed my gut. And whilst it was hard and challenging and all that kind of stuff, which we all go through, I think um, the most important thing is just follow your steps. Don't you don't have to listen to the teachers or you know uh, what mum and dad wants for you. Just you know follow what's right for you um, because invariably it's going to work out in the long run anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tobe, I really want to acknowledge you for coming on this show. I really appreciate your time and doing this from all the way over in France. Um, and I really want to acknowledge you for you know the great work that you're doing. And there's you know hundreds and thousands of people really benefiting from the hard work and the years of effort you've put into this. Um, and I really hope that you can continue to do this. And and I'm sure so many people are going to benefit. So thank you. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. No worries, and we'll have to catch up sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. Cheers. Cheers.